Blah, y'all already know what it is, your boy Yakob, what it do, the outlet to reality, the holders podcast in Vegas and Chicago, what up, this is the place where you want to hide from your drama, or maybe hide from your baby mama, just kidding, but anyways fans, thank you for staying tuned, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe, to find me, I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, the outlet to reality, and guys, check out my first book. It came out on Amazon called Shabbat in Chicago. It's about an audacious single mom who opens her heart for five adopted kids while embracing her Latino culture while being Jewish. And today we have a very special guest, the one and only. I had to bring her back. Give it up for Gabby. Hey guys, how's it going? Thank you so much to David for having me back on Outlets of Reality. I'm very, very much pleased and honored to be on the show again. Thank you guys. Of course, of course. I was so excited. Like I was like, yo, three times in a row. I was like, hey, I gotta bring it back. So look, I yeah, gotta share this. So. <laughs> I, I gotta share this. So um basically Gabby has been very one of my closest people, you know, in my life. I have a very small circle that I consider people that are close. And I have a lot of family get-togethers, uh, birthday parties. And Gabby's been on almost in every party. And it's so nice because the family already knows her. And I do want to share a little funny story. I think it's the best story. So one of my favorite moments with Gabby is she came for my sister's birthday. And one of my aunts, she's like an aunt to me. Her name's Martha. She said hi to Gabby, gives her a big hug. She remembers her from last time. She's like, Mika, you got to dance. You know, we, you didn't come to a Mexican party. You're not going to dance. And they were playing some, like, I don't know, like, I forgot if it was bachata. Look, it's that, I don't remember. And so Gabby's like, but I, I, I don't know. And then Martha's like, no, please, Mika, you got to dance. Come on. And so we started dancing. You know, I'm doing it. And we started dancing. My favorite part is that at the very end, because I did a lot of turns. Actually, it was cumbia. I take it back. It was cumbia. I did a lot of turns. And Gabby, <laughs> I can tell y'all, Dave, you did me, you did so many turns. <laughs> Give me one second. She took her, her inhaler. She was like, man, I wasn't ready for this. I said, sorry, girl. You know, I get excited. My you know, my palms were heavy, my spaghetti. I was just like, yo, I got to dance. But that was my favorite moment. But what about you, Gabby? Any memories you could remember of like, like coming through with the, the parties? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to instruct you right then and there, but I was going to tell you what school I remember pretty well. Um, because usually if I'm going to be going dancing or whatever, you know, I've had a long day, let's say I worked a shift. I usually, um, it's, it's sad to say, but I have to bring my inhaler with me. Otherwise I'm, I got asthma and I'll just, I'll, I'll be out, out, out for the count for the whole night if I don't be careful with it. So I was trying to, you know, get it together first, you know, warm up, but no, they threw me right in there. It was merciless, merciless way they threw me in there. And of course, I try to get out of it, say I didn't know how to do it. But David's the one that showed me how to dance it. So he I had no excuses. I had no excuses for him. <laughs> oh, man. So hilarious. I love it. I love it. Now, look, Gabby, please, if you could share, right, you know, this is the third time you're back and you're doing big things. I see you got a nice haircut. I could really tell, you know, she got the <laughs> pink outfit. She's ready. So look. 
we see that you know from the last time we talked right um you were working in the bank and <laughs> so i've seen a lot of videos where you're you're posting at the audi like at the dealership tell us the process you know getting like the interview if you remember even the, the transition if you could share that that would be awesome <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing I remember about the transition was um, just how long it took. Like, because I still had to put in my two weeks at the at the bank, and you know, there was a lot of stuff going from one quarter to the next. It was it was pretty long for me. So a lot of it was just you know, it was playing the waiting game of knowing that I wanted to leave the bank, knowing that I was going to be going on to something new, and still having to wait out those two weeks and just kind of sit tight, even though that. I knew it wasn't for me anymore. Um, in regards to like the whole Audi situation of how I got the job there and the interviewing process, I will say that, you know, the fact that I had pre previous experience, you know, selling cars and working in the dealership, that, that did help me out a lot because I didn't have an interview and I didn't put in an application. I just walked in. Whoa. And so I kind of already knew that I had a like I had a leg up because I had done it before. This wasn't the first time, and I knew that you know I kind of understand how dealerships operate and how the management works. So I knew who I had to talk to and who I had to get myself in front of. And once I was in front of them, it was really just all up to me. And that that was, I mean, I'll, I'll say the interview is the cakewalk, right? Then you actually get the job, then you start the job, then you got to really, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk how you're supposed to. So now I'm in my first week going on my second week now. And that's really, that's the point where I'm at right now. Wow. That's amazing. I got to <laughs> say, have you get like, before you got the job at Audi, was there anybody who was giving you like, I guess, negative energy, like, Oh, you can't do it. You're not ready for it. You're too young. Like, can you tell us about like, did you get those haters? I know, I know they're out there, you know, they try to get me too. You know out there you got to keep an eye out for selena as they say <laughs> no definitely like when i was thinking about going back into the business i didn't do it old i had called up a few people from the old you know old places that i'd worked at and that i knew in the business to kind of see how it was and you know kind of get a feel for it and see what their advice for me was going to be and i had mixed mixed responses you know i had plenty of people um, and, you know, encouraging me and saying that, you know, I was going to be great regardless of where I ended up. And then, of course, you know, you get the one or two folks that are like, oh, you know, you you got to start from square one. You know, you left and now you got to get back and like you got to start all over again. That's how that's how it works. And the business is so different nowadays. And they were kind of trying to make me feel as though the place that I wanted to end up was not was not realistic. So, cause I told him that I wanted to go into the luxury market. And when I had worked in the dealership before, I'd never done luxury except for a little bit of time that I dabbled in Genesis. And so because I'd never experienced luxury dealerships before, they pretty much told me like, it's off the table. It's impossible for you. You should just forget about it altogether. And so I was like, no, that's not what I'm going to do. Like if, if I go in and they tell me no, then that's a different story. But to just not even try is not. It wasn't even in my mind of a possibility. So I went to Porsche and I went to, I ended up at Audi and I went to Mercedes. So there's a couple of different people that I talked to, but you know, I was just lucky in the fact that 
sorry, I got neighbors. I was looking at the fact that I ended up near the Porsche and the Audi exchange, which is just, um, I did have one Porsche dealership that pretty much gave me the runaround. Like I had three consecutive interviews with them and then nothing ever came out of it. So that was pretty frustrating for me, but all it did was, you know, kind of put like a fire under me of like, okay, they're not the right people, but I know I'm on the right track. You know, I'm getting warmer. And so I pretty much just continued to keep going forward. And I ended up at the Audi Exchange, which is just like a state of the art facility, completely different from any other dealership I worked at inside and out. And so because it's so different and so much better, it's actually kind of putting me at a little bit of a disadvantage because it's like all of the bad habits and all of the negative things I'm used to seeing, they just don't exist. So it's like a, it's a really happy surprise for me, honestly, but I don't know how to take it. So I'm still adjusting. <laughs> I'm still adjusting and getting used to everything, but from moving to the bank to Audi, it's, it's been phenomenal so far. And I'm really excited to see where it takes me in the future. I really enjoy being able to be on the sales floor and, and it's like nothing I've ever seen before. It's not even a sales floor. It's literally just a lounge. It's a it's a lounge for clients to come and relax and enjoy the Audi experience and grab a cappuccino and, you know, take a look at the fish tank. They have all kinds of really, really cool, luxurious things for clients to experience because it's so focused on them. It's really awesome. Wow. That's amazing. I, I do want to share, right? Like we had a conversation a week ago. It was like one of the deepest philosophical talks. I loved it. And I was sharing with you a little story how, you know, I used to work at Lucky Brand, the jeans place, and those jeans were expensive. We're talking like almost a hundred bucks for each jeans. And I was part-time at that place. And it was crazy how I had the, the best sales. Um, the term we use is SPH, which is uh, sales per hour. And I had the highest uh, in the area was 275 or 274, something like that. And you get an award, they give you like an award, get it laminated, it's so nice, and they put it in the wall. And I was killing it. And the thing is, Armani, which I love that clothing store, was right next door from us. So I will go there every day acting like I'm going to buy it, but I was just paying attention how they would sell. And it was so cool. The manager finally got to know me. And uh, I said, look, this is all my awards. I brought it like in a binder. I said, these are all my awards. I know you need someone who could sell. And she's like, look, I'm actually looking for a manager. I said, look, I could do that too, what you need, you know? And mm -hmm. right away, she loved my confidence. She saw how I acted. And uh, we did a little role play where like an actual girl would come in and I would try to sell them like, a, you know, some clothes. And she's like, yep, you got it. You know how to connect with people. I could see it. She's like, you're funny. You're uh, very good with explaining about clothing, making people feel good about it. She's like, you got the job. You don't have to do the interview. I'm like, for real? I'm like, dang. And so that same time that happened, I got another a job that hired me. And I had to tell her, look, I wanted to do this so bad because you get commissioned to whatever you sell. But I was like, I miss school. Like, I miss giving back for the community. It was a very hard, tough decision for me to leave that. But at the same time, me and her, we're still good as like, um, how you say it, uh, contact. So 
anytime I'm in Chicago, she always tell me, you know, you have a job waiting for you if you want to come back. I said, thank you. And that's what I always say, like with every relationship, you have to like, I look at it like a seed. So every time you walk with them, whether it's like a, you know, a happy holidays, right? You plant water in that. And so little by little, the, the it starts becoming like a flower. So that's how you keep relationship, um, network, uh, connections. If you don't, then it dies away and they forget about you. So you never want to be that person. And so that's how, you know, right now in Vegas, it helped me out a lot. Uh, like now I have my own private doctor, chiropractor. I build relationships, even though it was like maybe six or eight months ago from an accident, like a, something happened, they'll come to me like, hey, don't worry about it. They, they, they charge you, you family, you my brother. So I'm like, yo, that's what's up. That's the nicest. I, I kept that the content like, hey, just want to follow up, just saying hi. Hope you have a great day. Something nice, right? So they know, wow, this guy really, you know, he's looking now. But I just wanted to share that story. Because I thought it was really nice. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So it's just like, you never know what you're capable of. You never know who you're going to click with and what your personality is going to be good for. If you just listen to the people around you who want to throw those negative thoughts out there, you can't pay any mind to that because you really never know. And the worst thing that you could hear is a no. But in reality, like it, the, the more no's you hear, the closer you are to a yes. So all you know is you're just not looking in the right place. And someday that right place is going to come along. And I'm just really happy to have found it with the Audi exchange. And it's just, it's got me so excited and so hyped. You know, obviously the first week was a little bit of a learning curve for me. A little bit, right? Um, <laughs> because, you know, there's so much technology. Like they want us walking around with iPads all the time. You know, we got all these like cards and things of that nature. So just getting used to all the platforms, obviously, you know, anybody's going to take some time to learn those, those logins and those passwords and bookmarking things in the computer. And I'm not really an iPad user. So that, that in and of itself is just like, it's a whole world for me. Oh man. So what do you got to do in the iPad? Like, so you see a customer come in, they're trying to buy something. Do you have to like you kind of do the credit check and everything on the tablet or or what's it what's it for that's a good question yeah so anything that i do with the ipad is is like all of my systems are there whether i'm running a credit application actually that's done on paper surprisingly i know isn't that funny uh but everything else of like pulling up the car looking for the right one making sure that i got the right number to the right car that you're looking at i can go grab the key um, I can literally scan your driver's license back and front with the iPad. Here you go, sir. That's right back to you. You know, I'm not even going to have it for more than a minute. I just scan it one, two, it's done. Here you go. Let me get your phone number. Let me get your email. It's all in there. Okay, let's look through some cards. You know, let me show it to you here on the iPad. And it's all right there, hands on. I don't got to go nowhere back and forth. And we're not, you know, divided by a desk of like, I'm on one side, you're on the other side in a cubicle, you know, it's not like that. You just, there's lounges, there's really comfortable couches. You got some TV going on, you know, I'm showing some stuff to you. You're just shopping and it's just like any other experience. Like if you go to the mall, you know, except we're dealing with Audi. So everything is going to be elevated hundred percent. I love it. I love it. I got a technique you're going to love. I'm going to share this with you. So my dad and my 
grandfather, they were car salesmen. And my my grandfather was his own spot. Well, he passed away, my grandfather, rest in peace. But they were the best in sales. And I, I got a little technique that works for me, right? So one time I was, I had somebody, um, this was like a Saturday. And some reason we didn't have the car that that person wanted in our lot, okay? So we had to drive, I had to drive them all, like maybe like five people with me to a different lot, okay? Way far. And you know how people are like, I want to, I want this now. Like they, they're getting a little mad. So you know me, your boy don't take it personal. So driving like a 15 passenger van, by the way, and I'm driving, this is my first time ever driving this big old thing. And there's like, you know, a bunch of people in the back and they're like, why are you not putting music? Like you're checking the light a few times, you know, the mirrors. I said, look, I'm going to be honest. This is my first time driving a 15 passenger van. They were like, oh, man, everybody was holding the seat, the cat, you know, and they're like, oh, man, I better put my seatbelt. It was so funny. And I'm driving, right? Like, I'm like trying to be careful. It was so hilarious. We get to the spot and it's time for them. Uh, one of the guys, he really wanted a, a 54. Okay. Okay. You know, but your boys are bees. Look what he did. I said, look, man, I got this car right here. You're going to love. It got tires. It got everything you need, you know? But it was a frontier, okay? It was a frontier, which people know Nissan, that's a small truck. But watch this. He said, I don't want to drive that. This is an ugly car. I said, okay. Um, um, but you uh, take a seat. So he sits down, right? He's sitting in. Look, do me a favor. Close your eyes. So he closed his eyes. I said, picture yourself in the mountain driving and like you're going so high, you can see the beautiful sky, the grass, living the moment. How do you feel? Are you already there? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready there. Okay, now make a, make a turn. He's like, all right, what do you see? He's like, man, I see a lot of goats or something. I don't know what he said. He said, I see a lot of animals. Wow. And how does it feel? Do you feel like you're strong? Like like you feel like you're safe driving like he goes man this is probably one of the best moments then i said open your eyes and he opens his eyes i said how do you feel with the car he said i love it i want it i said all right let's do this and it was the coolest moment because while i had five people watching me i had to at the same time be professional and be persuasive and it worked and when i told my boss when i went back everybody was shocked they're like dang and i told them this if you can believe story in your product they will get it it goes with insurance it goes with warranty doesn't matter what it is they will get it and i that's something i learned is i find ways can you know get people into something and uh, something that one of my mentors, one of the best salespeople of all times, he, uh, for me, right? And he's maybe for not someone else, but for me, he was one of the best. He told me creating authentic conversation with your guests, don't call them customers, with your guests, while bringing it back to the main goal, which is whether it's car sales, car insurance, whatever it is. And it's so true because if you come too strong, like, hey, do you want to buy this car? 
you're already giving them um a no answer. You got to find a way like, hey, what brings you in today? Oh, you know, I'm trying to get whatever. Okay, all right. Uh, if you got some time, let me show you something. And then you can show them whatever it is. But it's something I, I believe because that's going to uh, bring you together. And if you build that clientele, same thing, like I have to share this real quick with the guests, right? So the reason why I don't like to say customers, I like to call them guests because you're inviting them to your dojo, your your realm, you could say, right? Your lounge, your dealership. So you're a guest. Let me treat you like a guest. Come in. You want some coffee? Cool. It got a little, uh, you know, sugar. You know what I'm saying? Got that whipped cream. You know what I'm saying? Got everything you need. So that's one thing that I learned. And it's helped me so much, you know, till this day. So I had to share that, girl, because you you about to go, you know what I'm saying? You you about to go to the battlefield and make some big moves. And I got to say this. One thing I really admire from you is that when we talked, you had a goal in your head, like how much you want to make. And I love that because some people, they just live in the moment and they don't have a goal. They're just saying, oh, I'm just going to get my paycheck. That's it. But I love that you already put a number in your head and you're like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to, you know, do as the best as I can that I think that that more people should do that have goals um, that will make you better. That's why I 100 percent believe. But yeah, any thoughts? Any? I love that. I love that you you take the the word customer. I, I usually don't even say customer. I know sometimes when they're doing like back and forth, they'll say, you know, hey, Mr. Customer, this and that and the third. I don't even like to say customer. I say client. But even guest is better because at the end of the day, we are inviting them into our house. You know, it's our house. Come have a seat. You know, your your guest here and whatever it is, what you say goes. It's not the other way around. So um, I think having that authentic conversation and still bringing it back to the main point is really, really important. I feel like we that you can either come off really strong on one or really strong on the other. I think me personally, I definitely tend to go off on a tangent and then we'll go get lost in the mountains, but we'll never come back the way that you brought him back. <laughs> we'll just be over there forever <laughs> with the goats. Oh man. No. Girl, that's amazing. No, I, I, I'm so proud of you. Like I said, I, I think this is this. And then, can you share a little bit about like, you know, I seen you your little videos where you're driving like electric cars, and I don't know anything about the all electric cars. So if you could share your experience, I think it's so cool. I, I was like, dang, look at her fancy. So if you could share a little bit, that'd be so cool. For my people that want to buy Audi, please. <laughs> yeah, so I'm completely new to the Audi product. So I, like I said, I've literally only been here a week, starting on my second this week. And uh, just like anybody else that's listening that doesn't know anything about Audi, that's pretty much how I walked in. I walked in completely fresh, didn't know anything, still really learning the lineup. But the number one thing about Audi is they take you know, they stand apart because they take luxury and then they take high performance like sports cars and they like mash them together. It's like this really, really classy combination of having something that looks really nice on the outside, looks really nice on the inside, feels luxurious. But also when you drive it, you're like pleasantly surprised with like how fast it can go. And sometimes it's just it's shocking. So 
Um, I've driven some of the gas powered engines. They're all really great. You know, they come in a V6, V8. Some of them even come in a V10. Um, the people that are not car people, all that means is it's counting the cylinders, you know, how many cylinders are firing inside the engine. So the more cylinders, the more power, basically. Um, so they have a mixture of gas, uh, gas engines, you know, classic stuff like that. You can find any, you know, cars or SUVs with gas if that's what your thing is. Um, they've moved on to hybrid. So we have um, one hybrid SUV that's super, super popular right now. Um, which is the Q5 hybrid, and that one's a plug-in, so you can choose to do either gas or plug it in, um, you know, at home or when you go to the grocery store, let's say you go to the mall. Some people, you know, their the workplace is adding it, you know, to their parking lot as a perk for their employees, which is really nice. So you can choose whether you want to go on completely gas. If you want to drive around town, it has a 30-mile range for all electric, or you can do the hybrid. And so these are people that are going 500, 600, you know, miles and they don't need to visit a gas station at all. It's really nice. Um, and then I, you know, I did get to drive the fully electric line. I've driven a few of them. Um, so I've driven the e-tron GT and the RS Dream, which is like a 637 horsepower electric car. It's, it's very small. And so it goes very, very quickly. And you'll find even in the hybrid cars, because of that hybrid battery, it's adding about a hundred extra horsepower to the gasoline engine. So whatever you're starting out with, go ahead and add a hundred on top of that. That's how generous they are. And they're like, you know, here you go. So any of these, um, these ladies that are coming in and they're trading in their old SUV, they're like, yeah, I want a new one or whatever. Half of them got lead foots and, you know, they're, they're, they're speeding off down the highway because they don't realize how much pickup it has. And they're just super, super fun to drive. You'll never be bored in an Audi. And the handling, a lot of these ones have different types of clutches and they have split differentials, which means that it basically just switches from front wheel drive to all wheel drive whenever the computer inside the car senses that you need it. So all of the Audis have the Quattro, which means that they just have four wheel drive. And so that means that you can drive it in all weather conditions, all seasons, you're gonna be extremely safe. And the car will go ahead and manage whatever kind of weather conditions are there to keep you as a passenger super safe inside the car and make sure that you're having a fun time when you're driving. That's so cool. That is amazing. That was you... so cool. <laughs> now you make me want to buy one. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> now, tell us, tell us, can you share the little story of uh, I just saw a video of you and um, like you were saying about. I guess two construction workers were trying to holler at you, but it was the hilarious video I've seen. If you could share a little bit, because I thought that was that, that was a pretty cool technique, but if you could share it. No, I just noticed it's funny because half of my life I've gone through it with people telling me that I'm super, super light skinned. You know, they I could pass as anything. They really can't figure out what I am. But now as I'm getting older, I'm turning into a little senora. Um, I find that I have more, more Latino people approaching me speaking Spanish right off the bat than I've ever had in my life. And I'm just really, really fortunate and grateful that, you know, I learned Spanish uh, in high school so that I could really understand the people around me and I get to practice it all the time, especially with clients. You'd be surprised. You think, oh, there's not a lot of Latino clients or guests at Audi, we have so many, so many people are coming in that want a Spanish speaking salesperson. 
and that speak Spanish and they're already, you know, they already own Audi and they want to buy more for their sons and their daughters, which is really nice. So I have people coming up to me and it's always about some random, you know, it's about something completely like random. It doesn't make any sense. Like I can't even tell if I understand Spanish for real because what they're saying to me doesn't make any sense. And I think like, oh, maybe it's a language barrier. Maybe there's something I haven't learned yet. No, I'll have another Spanish speaker come and double check for me and say, hey, maybe I don't understand this dialect, but maybe you will. And they go, no, I don't understand what the hell they're saying either. I so, okay, great. I have so many people tell me like, maybe your Spanish isn't that good. That's not the case. It's literally just, you know, whatever it is that they're saying to me, it just really makes no sense. And I find that half the time that, you know, especially men in public, if they're approaching me and they're speaking Spanish to me, it's about some nonsense because they just want to get my attention. Yeah. It's just, it's a little frustrating. So sometimes I'm like, maybe, maybe I should just pretend I don't know how to speak it and just be like, huh, what? No, oh, sorry. No, hablo. No, hablo espanol. Sorry. Oh. And just <laughs> that's so I, I like that. That's a pretty good technique because they don't know, right? And they're like, oh snap, I, I thought I had a chance. And you're like, uh -huh. <clears throat> black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. I love it, girl. Well, look, it looks like Zoom is about to kick me out. Uh guys, uh, there you have it. This is the Olive Reality. To hold this podcast in Vegas and Chicago every Tuesday. Don't forget, don't like, share, comment, and subscribe. Y'all know where to find me. I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Reality. My Snapchat is Take One Pass It, and my TikTok is at Y'all28. And check out my book called Shabbat in Chicago. It is out on Amazon. Thank you for being here. And please, where can my fans find you? Thank you so much for having me, David. I really, really appreciate it. It's always nice to be on the outlet to reality. It's just, it's an amazing podcast. You have so many awesome guests and I'm really glad to have joined the ranks early on. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at 1974.gabrielle um, and you can follow me there. See what's up with it.